In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody is having a wonderful, productive week at work. And um, I can't wait to share with you my business tip of the week um, today. So, being that we are... um, tax season is approaching, I thought I would share this great tax tip that my accountant had actually shared with me. Um, You know, when you donate clothes to all of the charities that, you know, we usually do, at least I do, I really do try to donate all of my house goods or clothing or whatever um, to charities My accountant had suggested that prior to them coming to pick it up or you dropping it off, lay out everything that you're donating. Take out your wonderful phone. I mean, now we have our phones or take out your camera, I meant to say, and snap some pictures. If they're expensive clothing, you know, snap a picture of the label so that when you go and um, use that donation as a deduction, you can actually clip that photo onto your receipt, and that is true proof that you made that donation. So I thought that was a really important and wonderful tip. So I wish everybody luck preparing their taxes. We have just a few weeks left with that. All right, so I'm very excited to introduce my guest today. His name is Steve Repack. Steve is a professional speaker, he's an Army veteran, and the author of Dollars and Uncommon Sense, which is basic training for your money. Steve was selected the 1995 Fort Bliss Texas Non-Commissioned Officer of the Year and graduated summa cum laude with a Bachelor of Science in Management Communications from Amridge University. Steve has been a frequent guest on Fox and Friends, 700 Club, Fox Business, NPR, Market Watch, Wall Street Journal Radio, and Bloomberg Radio. Steve has been featured in Forbes, Business Week, Investors Business Daily, MSN Money, and Yahoo Finance. So talk about credentials. I am so excited to have Steve on our show. He's going to have tons of tips for us 
And with that, let's bring Steve on. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Josephine. I really appreciate you having me on this morning. (laughs) Well, I'm very, very excited, Steve. You know, I always tell the story. The reason why I love my radio show so much is because I get to learn along with my listeners. And I know you have a ton of information, but um, it's very interesting at this time of the year that you should be a guest. And we're going to talk about finances because I'm sure there's lots of people out there full um their desks are probably piled high with paper and they have to sit down with their you know spouses or significant others and start going through and rehashing what happened the past year and what's happening going forward so with that let's talk about you steve tell us a little bit about you know as you were growing up uh, tell us a little about you know before you went into the army and and lead us into why you came up, um, why you wrote the book, Dollars and Uncommon Sense. Well, uh, that's uh, just, a, just a little bit about me. Is that I, I was raised in a small town, Lyons, Georgia. Most people have never heard of it. They've, they've heard of Vidalia, Georgia, the, the Onion City. But uh, I, I was even in a smaller city than that, which was, was, was Lyons, Georgia. And, you know, I come from very humble beginnings. You know, my mom and dad didn't have a lot of money. And, I, you know, I just didn't learn, you know, finances from them. So growing up, uh, you know, I just saw my parents just struggle. And, you know, I always had food to eat and a shelter over my head. But you know, there are many times you know kids made fun of the clothes that I wore, and you know, so I didn't I didn't come from this 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 affluent background that a lot it seems like most people that that are in my uh, I guess field are from. So you know, I just I joined the military right out of high school, and you know that was my opportunity to sit there and uh, and make some different changes in my life. So that's you know I, I've, I've started off from very 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 humble background. Oh, okay. So, Steve, we have a similar background. I was one of 11. And like you said, you know, we always had what we needed. And it kind of made us, I think, I'll speak for myself, a stronger person because it just made us more aware of what money could buy, even if we couldn't do it. And it gave us more to, you know, strive toward. At least that was me. How about you, Steve? Yeah, and you know, it's the same way here. And 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 like I said, I just you know, joined in the military. I don't. I didn't have any family member that ever served, so I was like the first person in my family to to ever serve in the in in the, in the military. And um, you know, I, I spent twelve years active duty service. You know, I was stationed in Fort Bliss, Texas. I was in Germany for four years. I spent a year in Korea, and then I ended up. Uh, getting out in El Paso, uh, like I said, after 12 years of service. But what was really, you know, uh, and my story isn't much different from a lot of the service members and a lot of the people that are, you know, a lot of the listeners that, you know, I left the military with $32,000 worth of credit card debt, which is just, it's just crazy because when you think of the military, you know, my food was paid for, my clothes were paid for, my shelter was paid for. And it's like, how can you accumulate so much debt when a lot of the when when a lot of the needs are taken care of for you, and uh, like I said, I just I just got out with, in a tremendous amount of credit card debt. Hmm. So, what did you do getting out with debt? Did you go out try to find a job? How did you handle that? I mean, I, I can't even imagine it's such a weight on your shoulders to try to figure out what your next step would have been. Well, it, it, this is a this is an interesting transition, and what really helped me get out of my mess is that. After I left the military, I actually landed a job in finance, which, you know, you know, with my transition, I thought about being a police officer or, George, you know, 
doing customs or border patrol or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and somebody saw some talent in me that I you know that I didn't realize just yet. And it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. Wow. And uh, and, and just from learning the lessons from I call them my wealth builders. It's what really it, it really opened my eyes on how people accumulate wealth and how people change the way they think about money. And uh, so that was that was probably one of the best things that ever happened was, you know, served my country and then got into personal finance. Oh, wow. So tell me, what do you think that one trait you had that it sounds like you had a mentor along the way that kind of steered you toward finance? You know, it's, it's like one of those things is, uh, you know, I, it's like be, serving others, helping others, and, and finance just seemed like a good, a, 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 you know, just a good career choice to to, to, to help people. And uh, my issue was that, uh, you know, Steve was giving, you know, I'm giving people advice about their money, and my finances were just a total mess. And, wow. and I felt like I was a hypocrite. And, uh, and, and But what was really neat is that, I, was, I learned about these these uh, traits that these wealth builders had, and number one is that you know more money doesn't equal more money, and it doesn't matter how much you make that determines what you have, but it's the amount that you're spending. And, and the people that I worked with, they were able to accumulate hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they were just regular people. I mean, they were school teachers, they were retired military, they were people that worked at Walmart. And you know, at the beginning, I'm thinking, how are these people accumulating all this wealth when they don't make a lot of money? And after you know, after two two or three years of, of seeing how they did it, I basically applied the same stuff that they did with their money to my own finances, and I was able to get out of credit card debt. I was able to build up my savings and 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 and, and not feel so bad giving people you know advice. I think that that's so. It's such a key point that you made. So often, Steve, I would think the same thing. I used to have friends like from 20 years ago, and they were very frugal. Frugal, I think, is the word. And I used to look at them and say, gosh, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. Do you really have to be that frugal? Well, can I just tell you, Steve, they are retired. They are not working. They are traveling the world. They are having a grand old time. And guess what his profession was? He was a professor. Yeah, it's just so, unbelievable the stories that, that you hear about the, you know, the millionaire next door. And, uh, you know, and this, it's like I said, you just got to change the way you think about, about money. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, prime example, I was doing, doing some consulting for the Department of Defense. And it, this is for a family day event for a unit that was fixing to deploy to Iraq. And, and everybody was in regular clothes, so you couldn't tell the service members from the military or the family mm-hmm. members. Everybody basically looked the same. And after I got done talking, this, this gentleman in his mid-60s came up to me, and he goes, Steve, he says, thank you for, 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 for talking with our families. You know, I wish I could have took some of your, you know, took some of your advice when I was younger. And mm-hmm. I complimented him. I said, you know, th- thank you for your, you know, thank you for your compliment. And I, the next thing I asked him, I said, do you have maybe a child or a grandchild that's fixed of the ploy? And I remember him putting his head down, and he was saying, he says, no, Steve, he says, this is my third deployment I've volunteered for in the last five years. He said, the first two deployments I volunteered for, I used that extra money to get out of credit card debt. And this last deployment, I'm going to use to build up my savings. And, and I thought to myself that, you know, gosh, here's this person that's putting their life on the line. And if they said, you know, if he said, Steve, you know, I'm doing it because I want to serve my country, I love my country, I, I understand that. But to say that, hey, I'm going to put my life on the line because my finances were 
doing the mess, that really broke my heart. And, uh, you know, the sad truth is I was on that same path. And, uh, and like I said, that's, I think that's what motivated me to sit there and put a book, to, you know, put a book together, a personal finance book, you know, to tell people, you know, if you could just change the way you think about money, things will change. And it's not how much you make, but it's what you spend that determines what you have and, and, and things like that. You know, when I was doing my research on everything that you were writing, that was the most profound thing that um, that I that I agree with. I never really thought of it before, Steve, that it's how much you spend and how important it is that you watch it. But great. We're going to come up on a break now. But um, when we come back, Steve, I can't wait to hear about the, the tips and the methods we have to do to follow everything you mentioned in your book. So we'll be right back shortly, everyone. Stay with us. <laughs> back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on toginet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, Solving the Connections of Autoimmune Disease to Thyroid Problems, Fibromyalgia, Depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Tugginet.com. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education and encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment. Join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. We have Steve Repack, the author of Dollars and Uncommon Sense. So, Steve, let's talk about what the average person can do in order to try to get their finances back on track. What would be the first thing somebody would have to do? 
You know, they have to make it a priority, and that's what it comes down to is that you have to change the way that you think, and things won't change until you want them to change. And, you know, about your show, you know, talking about paying it forward, I mean, I, that's like one of the first steps to start changing the way you think about money. I have this rule in the book I call the 10-10-80 rule that – and, and, and you know, there's a lot of these financial formulas that just don't – they might pertain to somebody that's in this certain, you know, cer- certain circumstance, but this rule applies to if you're making $100 a week, or thousand dollars a week, or ten thousand dollars a week. But it works like this: is that I believe if you give the first ten percent, then you save the next ten percent, and then you live off the rest. And and people think is that you know, Steve, that doesn't make any type of financial sense. Is that how can I, you know, if I'm giving money away, how can I have more of it? And I've just learned that the people that are that that give the most, they're just the most successful and the most happy and the most content. And then I don't have an agenda on where to give your money. If you want to give your money, if you're tithing your 10% to the church, I think that's great. But if you want to give it to the Wounded Warriors Project or local soup kitchen, it's, it's not as important to who you're giving it to or who you're paying it forward to, but as long as that you're doing it. And um, you know, it, it, how, how it works is that it changes the way you think about money. Number one is that you have less money, so you have to start controlling your spending but the feeling that you get when you give lasts so much longer than the feeling you get when you spend. And that's why people spend money and waste money because they, they get that temporary high. That temporary high goes away, and they're out there shopping and buying junk, and it just it's just like a, a pattern that just keeps repeating itself. So if you can change the way you think about money and say, you know what, whatever I make, I'm going to give the first 10% because I believe if I give, I'll receive. I know it's going to teach me how to live off of less, that I'm going to be a happier and more well-rounded person. That's the first thing that you have to do with your finances. I think you're so right about that, Steve. I'll tell you something. Over the holidays, you know, our local, a lot of the local moms are great. They get involved in these charities for children that really don't have very much. And um, this woman, Candy, did a great job, and she had turned to – I think probably like 20 of the moms and she said, you know what, if you can shop and adopt like one or two children as part of a family, it would really help the, I think they might've been, um, single parents, um, just to help them with clothing, coats, boots, or that's what it was this year. It was clothing, which was coats, outerwear coats and boots. So it just came at a really tough time because of the holidays. So everybody was spending, spending, spending. And then the email comes through, could you do more? And I have to tell you, I said, of course, it's important to do it. So when I went to the store, I couldn't resist. I actually adopted two little boys, and I was in the store, and I'm getting the coat, and I'm getting the boots, and I'm saying to myself, my God, this is going to be a lot of money when it all tallies up. I'm like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And I'm like, you know what? Let me just do it. I'll figure it out later on. And I went up, and as the cashier is ringing it up, she goes, oh, as a matter of fact, these coats are like 50% off. And Steve, I looked at her, and I, I just said to her, I said, I cannot believe that because in my own mind, because I was willing to just give that extra, all of a sudden, somebody was giving it back to me. It didn't cost me extra. Do you know what I'm saying? It was just, I think the more you give, the more you get back. It's, it's just a perfect example, I think. 
Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. And it's, it's not that because I said so or I wrote a book. It's just that the people that I deal with that have money, even before they had money, they were just good givers. I mean, they always, they always gave first. And it's, and, and when, I think the hardest part for people to understand about money is, is like, it, it, it doesn't matter how much you make. And, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness. It gives you choices. And the people that are able to prioritize their money better, they, they, they just have more of it. And if you can just learn to give, which is counterculture, it doesn't make common sense. You know, it's like, I can't figure this stuff out. But if you'll do it, it just seems, you know, everybody that I've worked with that are successful, that's successful. I mean, they just give, and um, you know, if if you can learn that, you know, as a, as a young adult or a child, mm-hmm. you know, that those are things that it just keep on. It just keeps on paying it forward. It keeps on giving back, even though that you know it, it doesn't make you know it doesn't make mathematical sense. But just by uh, changing the way you think about money and reprioritizing, and just realize that hey, money is not going to buy me. You know, money's not there to buy me happiness. It's a tool to sit there and give me choices. And once you understand that lesson, then you can sit there and get out of credit card debt. You can sit there and put a spending plan together. You can sit there and build up your savings in retirement. It just every, everything just works out if you can just learn that first step that, hey, if I want to have more money, I have to give. I love this. I think this is so important. And um, Steve, you know what? I think this might be a really good time to go to that great article that you wrote, 10 Things a Veteran Can Teach You About Money. Let's go through the 10 steps because I think that's probably the best way um, that we can help our listeners because I really think, I love it, number one, the article's a great article, but I think it's important to get down to the foundation of what's making you make your choices, your financial choices, if that makes sense. (laughs) So what do you think about that, Steve? Let's start with your number one, which is leadership. Tell us what you think about leadership. You know, to, to be an effective leader, you have to seek responsibility and take responsibility for your action. And that's a lot of that's a lot of people's fault is that they just don't take any accountability or responsibility for their spending decisions. And nobody's going to start managing money better than you, so it's going to determine your desire uh, and the ability to take charge of your finances. That's what's going to ultimately lead to your success or failure. So step number one is that hey, I got to I got to take responsibility for my spending decisions. I got to take responsibility for my my, for my financial mess, and, and once you've done that, that's, that's, step, that's step number one. So my question to you, Steve, is that I know you probably have spoken to hundreds, if not thousands of people regarding this topic. What do you say when perhaps there's, you know, a couple and they're just not on the same page financially? Do you have any advice for that? Oh, definitely. What's, what's kind of weird is that if you if you if you have a husband that tells a wife some ideas or vice versa, is that a the couples just don't listen to each other, but they'll they'll listen to a perfect stranger, which is That's which is funny. which is kind of kind of funny. And um, and then you just got to get people, you know. It, if, if there's a couple, as long as there's one saver, uh, there, there's hope. If you have two spenders, that that is very, very, very challenging. But you know, if if you can come in as a couple and just be open and, and honest and and be able to sit there and take some advice, you know, that's that's that that's very important. Yeah, well, I think you're so right because it kind of cracks me up when you see a couple and. One is going for the $4 cup of coffee, like you mentioned in the article, 
And one is, you know, having a cup of tea at home, even though they really do want to go for that $4 cup of coffee. And it's almost like, all right, you know, it's not really fair. So I do think the communication is super, super important. Definitely. And if you have a spender, a, a good idea is that I always give the, you know, I, I sit there and talk to the, you know, talk to groups and, you know, it, 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 especially to, to women is that most likely when they were younger that, you know, they dated a, a, probably a guy that their parents didn't approve of. And I tell them, well, if, if your parents said not to date them, you know, what are you going to do? And you automatically, you're going to rebel. You, if they say you can't do it, you're just going to want to do it even more. And it works the same thing with your spending. If you sit there and tell your spouse that, no, you can't spend any money, it just causes a lot of resentment and stress. And what I, what I recommend is that open up an account and, and allocate maybe 5% of what you make into this this account now the, the spender they're only allowed to spend what's in the account and the person that allowed them to spend it they can't question where they spend the money and i, I found that seems to work because like so if you sit there and tell somebody no they can't just causes a lot of resentment what causes a lot of stress but if you can say hey you know we're going to put this money in, in in your account this is your spending money for, for you know it's almost like your allowance for the month and i'm not going to nag you or question you where you spend your money but you got to realize once that money's gone you're not going to have any money to the following month it kind of teaches that person to hey i need to start budgeting a little bit better and, and you know it it's going to create that, hey, you know, I don't got this person nagging on me where I spend my money. Because balance is, I, I'm a big believer in balance. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. that, you know, save, 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 lead, you know, that causes resentment and spend, 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 you know, it's going to lead you to the poor house. So if you can find a balance in your life where you, it's okay to waste a little bit of money, I mean, I, you know, I think that's okay. But you just got mm-hmm. to keep it within certain parameters and, you know, every, everybody ends up a lot happier that way. Oh, I love that idea. I think that's brilliant. That's really, really great. Okay, let's go to number two, honesty. Yeah, honesty is you have to identify the areas that you're weak, and this is something that's really, really hard. You know, we, we look at our, our 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 neighbors that have credit card debt or or loans, and, and we've kind of made that like it's an acceptable, and, and you can't do that. You have to be honest with yourself saying, hey, you know, debt is bad. You know, I need to sit there and build up my savings. I'm not putting away enough money for, uh, towards my retirement. If you're honest with yourself – uh, like I said, you're, 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 it allows for a better assessment, and it's going to give you a lot more personal growth. Okay. Agreed. Honesty is so, so important. Number three, accountability. You know, in, in the military, you have to be, you know, accountable for equipment. You got to be accountable for people. And I tell parents that, you know, do you know where your children are at? And and you know, if, if I ask you that, hey, you know, how many children do you have? You know, where that, you know, where are they at right this second? If you're able to tell me, most likely that makes you a good parent. If I ask you that, hey, you know, where are your kids at right this moment? You had no idea. That makes you a bad parent. <laughs> and what I found is that people that are accountable for their money, I mean, they know what they make, but more importantly, where they spend. And and, and the people that are very good with their money, they know exactly up to the penny where they're spending it. So for you to be tracking your finances, you need to be, a, you need to be accountable for it. And the only way that you can be accountable is, you know, you write it down, you know, write it down, ask for receipts. And if you can do that, that'll, you know, that'll help you uh, track your expenses a lot better. I think that's so, so smart. And you know what? Even just a simple Excel spreadsheet would probably be a good idea. Well, here we go. I can't believe we're up. We're halfway through the show already, Steve. We have a lot of questions for you, Steve. But I think this is going great. And um, here we go. We have their tunes coming on. Everybody hang in there. We have lots of great information for you. We'll be back shortly, everyone. Oh. 
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Steve Repack, the author of Dollars and Uncommon Sense. So, Steve, we are going to go through this halfway through the show. Gosh, we're going to go through this quickly. So we're up to number four um, with what you can teach us about money. Number four, prioritizing. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, life is full of chaos, and it's easy to make excuses with your finances by not making them a priority. And it's, it's sad is that more people spend uh, people spend more time planning for a vacation than their retirement. And uh, just by deciding to ignore your financial mess and hope it go away is, is not going to is not going to help your situation. So you you know, your financial situation just ain't going to change until you decide to make it make it a priority. And you do that by you know allocating time each week to work on your finances. And, and I can tell people what their priorities are by two things, where they're spending their money and where they're spending their time. And if you say, Steve, you know, finances are important to me, I'll ask you, okay, have you bought a book on finances? You know, how much time are you spending each week, you know, reviewing your spending plan, you know, putting a get-out-of-debt plan, you know, reviewing your retirement, reading financial articles. And if you're saying, Steve, I'm spending, you know, 30 minutes a week, most likely your finances are on track. But the people that are a total mess, they're not spending any time on their finances, and they just wonder why their mess won't go away. Okay, so I think that's a great idea. So as a married couple, you're suggesting to at least take 30 minutes a week, Steve? 
at least, or at least you know, if it's if it's a couple, you know, plan it, plan like a date night where you're you know you're looking at your long term goals and short term goals and and putting some plans together and 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 working together and uh, you know I, I you know. Weekly, you know, sometimes that might that, that that might just be too much time. But at least, you know, I say no no less than once a month. You need to spend you know thirty minutes to an hour on your finances. And if you do that once a month, that just kind of keeps you on track for your spending, and you know, keeps you on track with a, a debt reduction plan that you've put together. You know, uh, you know, once a month you're getting your financial statements that you can review together, and you you just have to oh. make it a priority and make it like a date night. Oh, I love that. I think that's a great idea. And I think it's important, you know, last week's guest, John Fay, had said something that kind of rang a bell with me. He said that vacations are really, really expensive. But he had a good point. He says vacations are really, really important. That sometimes the most create your creativity comes out when you might be lying on a beach someplace away from the office thinking. So I'm not saying to go out and spend $20,000 on a vacation, but I think maybe this is a good opportunity to sit down and realize that it's lots of people don't like to sit down and go through all the expenses and be told, oh, we have to cut back here. We have to cut back there. But if you kind of reward yourself and say, okay, we just went through our goals. How about let's start thinking about a vacation to reward ourselves for all the money that we saved? And that's, that's that's awesome, and and it's like for, and how people can do it very smartly is that hey, I, I'm gonna go on a vacation, you know, once a year, and I'm gonna open up a I'm gonna open up a vacation account, and what I'm gonna do is every month I'm gonna I'm gonna prioritize and allocate so much money into this vacation account, and then when it's time for vacation, I don't need to put it on a credit card, and I'm only allowed to spend what's in that account, and you can do that smartly. And like I said, reward yourself. But like I said, you have to make it a priority and you have to allocate X amount of money in there. And that, that might take, hey, I, instead of going out to eat every week, maybe I'm going to go out to eat every other week. Or if I want to go on a better vacation and, you know, uh, instead of going to the movies, I might sit there and go to the local library and, and, and get some, you know, <laughs> check out some movies for free. And so you can be very creative, but it just takes some sacrifices, which that's where I guess that's our next step is yep. that. <laughs> you Number know, five, sacrifice. So yeah, let's talk about that, Steve. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's, it, our military they they make sacrifices each and every day by putting their lives on the line to keep our country mm-hmm. safe, and you know those types of. Sacrifices aren't expected of you, but you know you require to give up some things. And, and you know you think of your four dollar coffee beverage; it doesn't sound that extravagant. But if you purchase one every single day, you can rack up a hundred twenty dollar coffee bill. So, you know what I recommend is that identify other other areas of spending where you can, you know, I call it low hanging fruit, where you can just maybe cut back. And a little bit, you know, a dollar here or two dollars there doesn't sound much, but when you know you're looking at five dollars a day or ten dollars a day, that can really, really add up. Great. That's so important. I mean, I'm so revved up by everything you're saying because I'm kind of translating all this in my mind saying, gosh, I'm going to get my kids on board now. They're still young, but, you know, I have a six and eight and a 10 year old, but my 10 year old can, you know, read your book. (laughs) You know, Steve, we read a lot of books together, but I think this is important information, you know, to start out young. Oh, and you have to, it's like the kids, they're going to learn their life. I mean, it's like you're going to sit down and talk about the birds and the bees. You'd rather them learn that from the parents than from the friends at school. 
And the same concept works with your finances. That as a parent, it's it, you could teach them these same lessons. It's that okay, you do some work around the house. I'm going to give you a ten dollar a week uh, allowance, or and just make 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 it simple. But with that ten dollars, we're going to sit there. You're going to identify a dollar where we're going to give it away to somebody. So you're teaching them that hey, it's good to give. We're going to take another dollar and we're going to open up a savings account. So you're going to build you know you're going to build up your own savings, and then the remaining eight they can spend it however they want. So you could you could teach that to a to an eight year old or someone that's fifteen years old, but it's, mm-hmm. you have to teach them those lessons. That number one, it's good to give. You need to make sure you pay yourself first, and then how to live on a budget. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Okay, step number six is planning. Yeah, people. You know, I always hear about people fail. Or you know, people that plan to fail, they fail to plan. I mean, the truth is that people just don't plan for anything. They just kind of shoot from the hips. And if for, for your finances, the people that are successful, then they have a plan. I mean, they have a short-term plan. They have a long-term plan. You know, they know what they're making. They know what they're spending. They have. A, if, if they have accumulated some debt, they put together a get out of debt plan uh but that's is something that you that that you need to do and and the, and the big thing i think one of the most important things is put that plan in writing uh, i mean it's uh-huh. this, there's been study after study that has just shown that people who write their plans down are more successful than people that don't so if i want the probabilities to be on my side for success <laughs> all i need to do is just write down my plan yeah, I think that's so important. And you know what? Sometimes you might uncover something that you didn't know existed just because you put it down. Exactly. You know, and I can tell you, I, I'm really happy that about two years ago, I had a mentor that sat down with me and was helping me with my Glovies project. And um, we were talking about personal stuff. And he looked at me and he was like, Josephine, you have to get your husband and the two of you have to sit down and you should always know exactly what you're saying, Steve. You should know exactly where you are financially every waking moment. It's like take out the sheet and have on one sheet of paper every single credit card that you might have, any outstanding money that you owe. Just write it all down so that you almost have you know, a family balance sheet at all times and have a plan. So important. All right. Did I go off on a tangent there? No, I mean, that's, that, that, that's some great advice is that, that you need a plan and that people, like I said, this stuff isn't rocket science. There's no secrets or shortcuts that are out there. It just requires work. And if you want, you know, anything worth having is worth working for. And if you, if you want your finances to, 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 to get on track with, with that, you have to, you have to, you have to use some work. You have to, you have to spend some time. You have to make it a priority. Okay, super important. Okay, let's go to number seven, teamwork. Teamwork, and you know, in the military, we're always talking about teamwork, work with others, and you know, for, for to, to give you a higher probability for success, you know, with with your money, you know, you might want to sit down with a certified financial planner, or you know, a teamwork. I call them like maybe an accountability partner. So maybe that 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 you can meet with with one of your friends, you know, once a week at lunch and just talk about spending, you know, where where you spent your money and 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 things like that. When you ask for help, you know, that that definitely gives you a, a better success on uh, on your financial battlefield. And you know what? I love that. And I think you're so right about that. But what happens when you do bring somebody in from the outside? Personally, I know. Thank goodness I had my mentor because you get so emotionally tied. At a certain point, I just kept telling myself, they're only numbers on a piece of paper. 
Try to remove yourself emotionally from it and have a plan and take baby steps to reach your goal. Because otherwise, what happens is people just get so overwhelmed and they get paralyzed and then they put their head in the sand and that doesn't help anybody or anything. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, that's, you know, they sit there and panic and, and they just give up. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. Okay. Number eight, flexibility. Yeah, in the military, you just really had to be flexible because it seems like things always changed. Uh, and with your finances, you have to be flexible with, with, with that when you're on your financial journey. And there are going to be things that just don't go your way, like your transmission goes out or your hot water heater quits working. Uh, and being flexible just means you, you have to deal with it, make adjustments, and, and uh, adapt and get back on track with your financial plans. Okay, great. I think that's so important. It, that's great. Flexibility. I know a lot of times when we try to have, when we try to be so rigid, we kind of get off balance when, you know, we're not flexible. So I think it's important to have your plan, but be flexible. Okay, yep. great. Number nine, KISS. I like this one. It's, it's the, the acronym KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You know, in the military, we just learn not to make things harder than what they actually are, and it should be the same with your finances. Uh, it doesn't get any simpler than if you're spending more money than what you're making, you need to start spending less of it. You know, if you want to get out of credit card debt, quit using your credit cards. And, you know, yeah. if you want to be prepared for retirement, start putting money in your retirement account. I mean, it doesn't get any simpler than that. Yeah, I think that that's so important. And once again, it's just... It's not, it doesn't have to be complicated. I think, including myself, I think a lot of times it just make things more complicated than it has to be. So yeah. keep it yeah, simple. If you, I mean, if you do something, something will happen. If you do nothing, nothing will happen. If you, if you never put money away in a savings account, you're never going to have your savings built up. And it just takes the step of, hey, I'm going to open up an account. I'm going to allocate X percentage you know, each, each week for my paycheck. And it builds up overnight. But the people that, that, that have money, they understand the concept. The people that don't have money, they're looking for the next windfall, their tax refund, their next promotion, and they, they, they're, they're, that just never helps them make any more money. They just got to keep it simple. Go ahead and start building up your savings, get out of credit card debt, track your, you know, your spending, and you're, you're, you're beyond the, you know, start off on the right track. Okay, great. So we're coming up to our next break. When we come back, we're going to talk about number 10, which is determination or the war fighting spirit. So, and then, of course, we're going to wrap up with our five great um, business tips. So we will be back very shortly with Steve Repax. Hang in there, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on Toginet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? 
How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the WOW Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. We're back. Okay, great. So let's talk about number 10, determination or the war fighting spirit. You know, I, I look at it like this, that anything worth having in life is worth fighting for, and don't believe anyone who's going to promise you any shortcuts or easy solutions because there aren't any. And, you know, just as the military instills sacrifice and accountability, discipline, and many of these other qualities which aren't fun or easy to model, they're essential to be victorious on the battlefield. And those invaluable traits and mindsets can transfer over to the civilian world by applying them to your money. You can be victorious on your financial battlefield. And, you know, life isn't fair. Bad things happen to good people, but you just can't let the situation determine the outcome. And you have to stay determined and, and, and be ready for those curveballs that life throws at you. And, and don't make excuses, but, you know, use that war-fighting spirit and that determination to, 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 to ensure you accomplish your goals. Great. I love that. Perfect. So, Steve, before we go on to um, the five traits for um, building wealth for both personal and business, can you please tell my listeners, of course, it's up on the TogiNet website, how they can get in touch with you. But can you um, tell our listeners how they can purchase your book? Yeah, I always, I always appreciate that type of support. Uh, my book is available at uh, Amazon.com. It's, uh, it's also available at Barnes & Noble and most major uh, book outlets. 
Great. So did you do a book tour and everything, Steve? Yeah, I got to. And that was kind of neat is that, you know, I did most of it was down in the, the southeast, which, which I'm located. But it was such great support when you have strangers that don't know who you are that are standing in line for you to sign the book <laughs> and that, that, that are there, you know, asking questions. And it was it, it was fun. It was a it was a great experience. Um I don't know if I'd want to do it again because it does take a lot of time, and uh, uh-huh. but it was fun. It was definitely a, a great experience. I got goosebumps, and I'm happy for you, but you have to do one in New York, Steve. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, my book is at <laughs> Barnes & Noble's at Fifth Avenue. There's like three Barnes & Noble's in New York that where my book is in stock, and um, I've, I've been up to New York a few times, and I, the, the last time I was up there was, I think, June or July of this year, and for some reason, it's like none of my books was in stock, and here I am. You know, I'm not up there, and now, now my book's up in Barnes & Noble's there, which is kind of neat, but... Oh, I think it's amazing. I'm so, I'm proud of you because it's such a huge accomplishment. And, you know, even with your introduction, I mean, to be a guest on all of these major, major, um, the radio shows, in the newspaper, in Forbes, in Business Week, isn't it just so thrilling when you get that phone call? <laughs> it is. I mean, it's just because I'm, it's, 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 I'm, I'm competing against a very heavy, you know, the, the, the marketplace for personal finance is just very, very, very hard to get into. But just, you know, being, being on Fox and Friends twice, I mean, how many people can say that? I mean, there's, I there's not a lot of people that can do that. And I'm just a little nobody out of Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> and, and I've been able to accomplish a lot of stuff. And that's, that, that has everything to do with having a good publicist, you know, having a great family that supports me and, and having, you know, friends that are out there that, that, that are willing to talk with me and take care of me. Because if you want to do good in life, you know, you surround yourself with good people and good things will happen if you if you surround yourself with bad people bad things are going to happen and just you know keep that keep that mindset of you know you do good things and those good things will always you know they always get paid back they always do uh, i'm so happy so congratulations on that and i can't wait to read the book from cover to cover i think it's really you're right on target with it all. And I think you're out there and you're going to help so many people. So everybody go out and get Steve's book. I think it's going to be great. So, um, all right, Steve, let's talk about the five traits for building wealth, which of course it applies to our personal life, but of course our business as well. What's number one? The first one is that people that have money, they, it doesn't get any simpler than this. They spend less money than they make. Wow. Okay. The, the second one is that the people that they have little or no debt. Debt is bad. Debt is a four-letter word. The third trait is that they save. And this is where they get to a little bit more interesting. The fourth one is that they have long plan, you know, long-term plans for their money. So when, when, when businesses or individuals are thinking about money, the ones that are successful, these wealth builders, they're not thinking short-term. They're thinking five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. Well, okay, I get that. But, Steve, can we go back to number three for one second? Those that save, would you recommend that, even if somebody has debt, do they still try to save before they pay off the debt? Or do you feel that the debt has to be completely paid off before they can start saving? Gosh, that's a great question. And, and, and I have a great answer and the one that doesn't make common sense. It's uncommon sense. If you have debt, you have to build your savings first. 
and you'll, oh, you'll, you'll say, no, Steve, that doesn't make sense. You know, I'm not earning any money in my savings account. My credit cards are charging me 16% interest. It doesn't make financial sense. But as the, you know, I, I talk about the, the only cure for greed is to give. The only cure for debt is by savings. And if you build your savings, you can get out of debt. If you don't build your savings, you'll never, never, never get out of debt because you have those life happen events. Your transmission goes out. Well, if I don't have anything in savings, guess what? I got to use my credit card. My, my, my dog swallows a tennis ball. I don't got any money in savings. I got to use credit cards. So you have to save. That's the first step is, is that I spend less money than what I make and I build my savings. Once I build up my savings to maybe $1,000, then I can take that extra money and start putting it towards my credit card debt. And if you'll do that, you'll get out of debt. So, you know, credit consolidation, declaring bankruptcy, those are not solutions. It make, it's like a Band-Aid. It, 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 it makes it look like it's, it's fixed, but the, the problem is that you're spending more money than what you're making, and that's why you have credit card debt. And the reason that you don't get out of credit card debt is because you don't have anything savings. So if you want to get out of savings, you have to build your savings first. Now, what about all of those people that have really bad credit card debt and they feel so overwhelmed that they don't know what to do, Steve? And, you know, some people say, well, you can always talk to the bank or talk to your credit card, do a negotiation so that maybe instead of owing $50,000 in credit card debt, you can talk them down and say, well, I'll pay $25,000 and negotiate something. What are your thoughts about that? You know, the things to keep in mind when you do that is that there could be a judgment that shows up on your credit report. So, yes, they, mm-hmm. you can negotiate that, but that's going to stay on your credit for, you know, seven years. So when you, if you do need to apply, maybe you're looking for credit to buy a car or a house, that you're going to be paying higher interest because of that. And, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but just realize that's not going to – that's not going to fix your financial problem. Your financial problem was is you spent more money than what you made because that's how you got into credit card debt. And, you know, by doing, you know, negotiating, that's going to fix things. But until you start spending less money than what you make and build up your savings, the same thing will happen five or six years down the road. And I've seen that. I've seen the people that have just had problems with their, with their, with their you know, they declare bankruptcy. It's not a one-time deal. It's like they do it every seven to ten years, and they get oh, back gosh. into the same financial mess. And the only way you can get out of it is got to build your savings. you got to do it. Oh, great. I'm so glad. Okay, that's, that's a good point to have made. All right. Number four was long-term plans, to always have your long-term plans. Yep. Okay. And, well, let's give an example of that. What would that mean, Steve? Think of this as retirement. You know, when I was when I was 21 years old, you know, I had a friend that was 26, and I thought he was old. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's so old. And as you get older, age definitely it definitely starts. You know, it's it, it, it's relative, and um, you know, most people they don't start thinking about retirement until they're 55 years old, and you you can't be thinking that way in your 20s, in your 30s. You need to start thinking about retirement. You need to have those long term plans. For people that are in their 60s saying that, oh, Steve, I'm 60 years old and I, I don't need to have long-term plans for my money. Well, most likely you're going to be living into the 80s, so you still have 20 years of savings to start accumulating. So it's never too late to, to change your financial situation. It's just up to you if you're going to do it or not. Yeah, and I like that idea of every couple of years going back to your plan and making sure that you want to stay on the same course. You know what I'm saying, Steve? Like, my kids are still young now. It's all about college. It's all about, you know, 
saving up for college. But honestly, like I'm trying to get my husband to think, maybe we don't need the humongous house right now. Maybe we can like start getting a middle house and then the kids are off to college and get a smaller house. It's almost like every couple of years, I think you got to look at the big picture and say, are we still on track? Is this what we really want? Exactly. Now, it comes down to your priorities. It's what's important to you. Because what's important to you, that's where you're going to spend your money and your time. And, and the people that are good with their money, their priorities are just, they're just a lot different from most, you know, from 98% of the people that are out there. Great. So what is number five, the fifth trait for building wealth? Yeah, they do not allow their emotions to cloud their judgment when making financial decisions. Uh, I like that. And, and, and the people that are good, it doesn't matter if we're talking about, you know, watching the stock market go up and down or, or purchasing decisions. It's that the people that are that are, are good with money, they just they, 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 they park those emotions at the side of the road and, and they just it doesn't allow them to make any type of financial decisions. And that's what gets most people in trouble is that you know, they want to buy those new cars. They like that new car smell or, you know, they, they want to sit there and, and get that big screen television because it's Super Bowl night or and, and they just make these emotional decisions. And it, it usually ends up, you know, it, it ends up pretty bad for them. Yeah. Well, that was great. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the show today, Steve. We're wrapping it up, but I just want everybody to know, please go out and get Steve Repack's book, Dollars and Uncommon Sense, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon.com. So, Steve, I want to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. You did an incredible job. And during break, I was mentioning in April, we're going to have our Pay It Forward Day, and we're going to welcome back some guests. So please mark your calendar. Um, We'd love to have you back. So thanks again, Steve, for being part of Paying It Forward. Thank you so much for having me on today. It was an honor. Great. Everyone, I'll see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, 